This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta. Online at AudiAugusta.com. Dan Hicks is covering the FedEx Cup playoffs for NBC Sports. He's in Delaware this weekend for the BMW Championship. It's a pleasure to welcome Dan Hicks back to the Augusta Golf Show. How are you, Dan? I'm great, and it is a, it's definitely good to be back on the show. How are you doing, John? I'm good. I'm good. Good. I'm, all right, I'm going to make you do this today. It's not fair, but I'm going to make you do this today. <laughs> if I made you... Give me the answer. Who is the player of the year in your mind right now? Oh, wow. Wow. Um, well, mm-hmm. I think that Scotty Scheffler still has some uh, some go in him in these playoffs, and I, I think that... Uh, Four wins is hard to beat, um, and I'm going to go. And he's got a major under his belt already. I, I got to go with Scotty Scheffler. I think he's going to be the man. I think it's been a sensational year. I think that uh, he's going to finish it out strong. And uh, if you put me, you know, yeah, put me on the line with it, that's my guy. Uh, if if Will Zalatoris wins the FedEx Cup, do you put him in the mm-hmm. converse? Do you put him in the conversation? Yeah, so now we're we're bringing in those hypotheticals, uh-huh. but rightly so. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, uh, he doesn't have a major, and he would uh, win twice on the year, and that'd be it. So my answer to that would be no, because even if you look at the majors that Scotty Scheffler didn't win, look at you know runner-up at the U.S. Open um, in the hunt at a lot of big events. So I'm thinking that that wouldn't quite be enough, unless maybe he swept. Swept the yeah. you know, swept the table sure. for the rest of the way. So I still I still think it would be very difficult to supplant uh, Scheffler. How do you think Rory thinks about this year? Is it a good year or a bad year? I think it's a good year in the sense that I think he's playing some of his best golf um, that he has in at least a few years. I think he knows that. I think we've seen that. I think so. I think he's really satisfied um, from that standpoint, and he's got some wins, but. He doesn't have a major again, which is really what it's all about in his world. He's come close. And I got to say, I thought he would be even more crushed after letting the Open get away. But he didn't really let it get away. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Cam, Cam Smith came home in 30 and took it away from him, put on one of the best putting performances in major championship history. So he took it away from Rory. But I think because of Rory not getting a major, I think that I think that's what he knows he's measured by. And I think that's, that's what will thing a little bit about this year when it's when it's all said and done but i think aside from that he can be as satisfied um about any year in golf that he's ever had and you can even take that off the course where he really has you know taken the stance of of the pga tour spokesperson in so many different ways obviously and i think that uh his impact this year has uh been probably you know as much as it as it was back in 2014 when he was winning majors um, I think he's. I think him being the elder statesman, and I think him taking on everything he's, take, he's taken on has uh, has just made this year of Rory even more impactful than anyone else, any 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 other player. You know, you said something interesting that we used to say about Tiger um, that we expect Rory to win majors. How did how did he get to that spot? How did he get to the spot that he hasn't won one in eight? No, years, that that <laughs> that it's that we we question if it's a if it's a successful year if he doesn't win a major because he's so good because yeah. he's so talented and because of what he did in 2014. But the but the crazy thing about it is is that some, this you know we've seen this happen 
in years past. And, and we, you know, I think we're always constantly witnessing the same thing, how hard it is not only to win a major championship, but to win a tournament on the PGA Tour. I think the talent gets deeper and deeper. I think it gets harder and harder to maintain any kind of domination or consistency through a long period of time. And that's what made Scotty Scheffler's year so incredible. We haven't seen domination like that since Tiger stuff. And it just doesn't happen very often. So I think to answer your question, everybody sees the talent. I mean, even people at home who aren't immersed in golf like we are and watching swings and, you know, and breaking down performances week in, week out. I think everybody sees that natural talent. And when it's in motion and when it's going, it's a thing of beauty and it wins tournaments. And so I think that's what he's measured by is that standard and that expectation. And he knows it. And, but I do think that it's, it's even harder to win golf tournaments um, in this day and age, you know, and, and no offense to Tiger because he's the best ever, but I think that I think the talent is deeper and there are more guys that are ready to win right now than even when Tiger was doing uh, all of his crazy stuff. We're talking with Dan Hicks here on the Augusta Golf Show. You mentioned Tiger. What do you expect out of Tiger going forward? Wow, not a lot of tournaments. I mean, I, obviously, I think that he's made it clear that, uh, you know, he. we'll see what happens in 2023, but I think you're going to see him very sparing. Um, I'm looking forward to to seeing him a couple times before the end of the year because we have the Hero World Challenge, which is his event in the Bahamas. He plans on playing that. So that'll be, I think, the next time we see him teeing it up. And then just a couple weeks after that is the PNC Championship, which is when he competes with his son, Charlie. So I think we're going to maybe get a little bit more of a clue as to what 23 will look like after those two events. Uh, but... I don't know. I think it's a huge question mark, but I think it would be, you know, too much expectations if we thought the Tiger was going to compete more than a handful of times a year at best, because it's all about the majors getting himself ready for those. And boy, I think we're pretty damn lucky to, to see him competing in any way, shape or form. You mentioned the telecasts. Is there something the, the game has evolved so much on television over the last five or 10 years. Is there something, is there a graphic, is there a stat? Is there was something you'd like to see on the coverage that we don't yet see, Dan? Yeah, I think, um, I think drones have made a significant impact, but just a small impact, I guess, um, if that makes sense. I think, I think, I think drones and the, you know, increased, you know, technology of, of, perfecting them. I don't know if there's a way of ever perfecting them, but I think if you can get a drone camera, I see in five, 10 years, a drone camera that's able to be a real significant part of a golf broadcast. In other words, putting people, putting cameras in positions that you can only dream about, being able to hover over a a player like 15 feet over his shoulder out of sight. So you're not bothering the player, but right now they're still a little cumbersome. They're still a little loud and they're still kind of getting, um, you know, the whole technology part of them down to where they can become a bigger and bigger part of the shows. And I think that that's going to be a real game changer once that happens. And it's going to happen. Uh, I don't know how soon it's going to happen before we can really depend on them in situations where you've got a golf tournament on the line, you've got a player hitting the shot of his life. The last thing you want is a camera that's going to intrude on that or be a part of the action in a negative way. But I think drones can really send the viewer out to the golf course in a much more um, realistic way. How much golf do you get to play? <laughs> um, it comes in waves, just like my work schedule. I'll, I'll, I'll have a pretty intense work schedule at times where I'll 
you know, be on the road where I can't play at all. And then uh, there'll be times when I've got a couple weeks off and I can uh, I can get in more rounds now than I used to, John, because I, my kids are uh, pretty much out of the house. And there used to be a time when I would be home and I wouldn't there wouldn't be much golf happening um, at any stage because of the work schedule and, and commitment to younger kids. But uh, all my girls are, are, are pretty much uh, out of the house. And so when I get home, I get a chance to relax, go out with some pals and and play uh so i'll you know play two or three times a week when i'm home if i can um if if, if my if it's okay with my wife yeah we'll <laughs> get we'll get to her it in a, usually is we'll get to her in a second <laughs> um how have you avoided not being roped into hosting a podcast you know it's funny you say that um you, you're talking about a podcast with hannah or a podcast uh any doing one month, but, any podcast yeah. um yeah i thought about it because i you know, my, my days in broadcasting started off in radio, and I love the freedom of radio. I love the chatter that you can just do at a moment's notice. It doesn't have to have a lot of bells and whistles to it like television does and the huge productions we have. So I miss the simplicity of it. Uh, but I just, I also value my time when I'm, when I'm not working, you know, the NBC events. And the last thing I wanted to get in the way of that would be, oh, geez, now I got to do a podcast when I really wanted to go out and maybe play golf this afternoon, or this is my only day off where I can, where I can play and, or I can, you know, go to dinner with Hannah or spend some time with her or other family members. So I've always thought about that, but that's always kind of been that one question mark. And if I did it, I think you'd have to do it right. You'd have to put, because you know, everything I do and everything Hannah does is the same way we we're all in. It's a hundred percent in. So I think that's why uh, I and we haven't done anything, but I wouldn't rule it out. Last show that Hannah wanted to binge, and you as a good husband gutted your way through it. (laughs) The good news is, is that we have very similar tastes. And if she, you know, she watches a lot of this stuff with the girls that they're around in their home. And I know about those shows and maybe I'll slide in there and, and take a peek in and say, nope. And then I get <laughs> no. the message, John, as well. I get the message from them, dad, you wouldn't like this anyway. But we, we have some shows that we're watching that I just really enjoy that Hannah loves and we, we, we get after it. The offer is one we're, oh, is one we're watching right now, which great. I think is great. You it's know, great. Talking about the Godfather and the making of it. Isn't that great? Oh, I think they do a great job with it and, and uh, my wife will tell you that Miles Teller is not, not you know, is, is somewhat easy on the eyes for her to uh, to watch. So it all works out in the end. Uh, but that's one that we've that we've gotten through together. We watch a lot of shows. We did Ozark together. Yeah. Uh, so you know, we we we've done a lot of good shows that we enjoyed. It. When's the last time you talked to Johnny? I talked to him. I always, you know, right around the U.S. Open, I always make a point of talking to him because that's when my favorite times were with Johnny was doing U.S. Opens with him. That was a championship. That's still his favorite, and it, it was his favorite to broadcast. So I make sure I call him around the U.S. Open. In fact, uh, um, we we had a little look back at, at one of his, uh, you know, at the Oakmont uh, 73 championship as a little vignette coming in and out of break, and I called him up, and I said, you might want to watch. <laughs> so we had a short conversation, and uh, I catch up with him every now and then. He's doing well. He's got 23, 24 grandchildren. And apparently, John, there's a 11-year-old uh, – grandson of johnny and johnny doesn't like to hype any of his any of his family members his boys he was very he let them kind of do their thing one of them had a pga tour card so they're all very good players but one of his grandsons 
11 years old, he says, might have, as in Johnny's words, the right stuff. So we'll see. We'll so see. he spent a lot of time with his, with those guys and, and loving every minute of it. He is Dan Hicks from NBC Sports, uh, calling the action this weekend at the BMW Championship and the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, I'm always thankful that you say yes when I when I try to get you on the program. Dan, thank you for doing this. Uh, stay well, stay say hi to Hannah, and thank you. Always a pleasure, John. Thanks for having me.